0: Hello everybody, this is Victor here from Following Trading for Beginners, and in today's episode, I want to talk about what is Black Swan event and how to handle it, coming up next. Hi everybody, before the start of this podcast, I just want to say thank you for listening to my podcast so far, and um, remember I'm here to help, if you have any particular query and you want to link up with me, you can you can basically contact me through Facebook messaging or Instagram or Twitter, and basically just ping me a question, I'm here to try to help you, or at least point in the right direction. So without further ado, here's this week's podcast. Hello everyone. What is ex- an unexpected event on Monday? Um, you know, We've been less than 24 hours after my last episode uh, on the um, update on my um, trading on my sample portfolio. Um, we just have a black swan event. Um, basically, the um, Saudi suddenly um, just cut its crude oil price from 1st of April onwards and threatened to... Um, um increase uh production by a million barrel per day or something uh, after the talk with uh, the russians have broken down and this is um what we call a black swan event in general in a financial term something that uh, happened unexpected you know it's something that totally out of the blue you never expected it and uh, it just happened it comes in and an extreme event that just knocked your sixes and um uh, when this um, news comes out from uh, Saudi Arabia, um, I was sleeping, <laughs> and the Asian market is just about to open, and boom, the Asian market just tanked, I think about a thousand points or something. And then, um, yep, and then what happens? Um, the uh, well, Asian market tanked, um, uh, what you call, uh, uh, Japan tanked. Uh, so Asia, uh, Australia tanked, then come to Europe, we tanked, um, um, then they arrived at uh, US and uh, it tanked. It, it, it initially, uh, in the futures, it uh, triggered something, uh, um, the circuit break um, uh, situation. Basically, I think um, the futures market was down more than 5%, I think around 7% or something. And then uh, in US, there's a, some regulation if uh, prices for the time move uh, either up or down more than a certain amount, um, the market basically uh, will shut down for like 15 minutes. If it happens again, then uh, the future market is shut down until the mean market open. I think that's what's happened on Monday. Um, basically, in the future market, um, I think the price went down like 1,400, 1,400 points. And then uh, it... Um, gone back up again a little bit and then uh, still about a thousand points and boom gone back down again so so uh, on monday it was very eventful and then um, as you probably have uh, heard about the news i mean overall um, us on monday dropped about two thousand points and today it picks up about a thousand points or something but then uh, i think it's, it's gone back down a bit again um so this volatile market just basically knock everybody's success and we call that a black swan event because it's totally out of the blue. And it, there was on, on last Friday, um there's news that um Saudi Arabia and talk is in talk with uh OPEC members as well as non OPEC members to talk about um cutting outputs to uh hold to keep hold of the um, of the crude oil price, so to speak, but then um, for some reason Russia is not playing a role, uh not willing to cut, and um, Saudi Arabia basically somehow got fed up or just throw the baby out with the wash water and um, basically uh, with the bath water, and then just declare on some basically um, yeah sun, Sunday Sunday uh, Monday morning before the, the um, um, Chinese market has open, uh, it's going to cut, the I think, six or seven US dollars per per barrel or something. And it's going to increase, I yeah, say about a million barrels per, per day from 1st of April f- or f- onwards. But then it sort of left some legs in there, some, some gaps in there, it's not immediate effect. I mean, this we are on the 10th of March. And um, so to go about 20 days or so before this actually this threat kicks in so give uh, uh, both parties you know Saudi Arabia and um, um, uh, Russia to have a talk but I think Russia um, it's got to be fed up I think overall because um, you probably um, if you track the crude oil um, the Saudi has been trying to keep the price um, stable by um, um, doing cuts to encourage other OPEC and non OPEC t- uh, members to to cut uh, and to keep the price at a certain uh, crude oil price at a certain point because um, basically, the higher the crude oil price is better for Saudi Arabia in general, and they spend a lot of money um, basically um, on um, the social. S- uh, services and other things you know benefits for is people in Saudi and they need a certain amount of income from the oil but unfortunately the oil has been going down and down and it doesn't help by you know having a trade war happening and then as a general slowdown in in the crude oil requirement so to speak and um, um, it just basically keep the crude oil down quite a bit I think at the time early in the year it was talking about 60 US dollars or something something in that um, in in that level Um, but I think there's some news I read somewhere or heard from Asia that uh, Russia apparently was thinking for this year the um, price of crude oil is uh, around Uh, they were expecting around $50, 50 U.S. dollars. And then next year, 2021, they're expecting around $40 because they take into the fact that uh, the trade war might continue and there's some issues that's going to happen between America and China and just going to make the um, crude oil need of crude oil from around the world, you know, slow down a bit. So it's sort of... um Russians do expect, you know, the crude oil price coming down. And then like at start of the start of the year, I started expecting similar things, a side, sideway trade, so around $50, 50 something dollars, up and down, a couple of dollars, those kind of areas. And I don't expect much, Um, probably more to uh, towards downwards uh, pressure because this general slowdown of uh, uh, of um, trade in, in, in the world, so to speak. And then um obviously the coronavirus comes in and it's basically knocked the Chinese economy you know, sideways. The lockdowns are now spread around the world and there's also the need of the of the crude oil uh is dramatically cut so to speak. So the price continue to go down, but I think Russia got really fed up overall about all these cutters. Every time when uh, Saudi asked uh OPEC and non-OPEC members to cut that's one person, non-OPEC, or one can- country never cuts. That is USA. The American has been um, producing, I think, sale oil, um, um, gas, sale gas for quite some time. And it's, uh, I think um, later a latter part of 2019 was now a uh, net exporter. You know, it, it can produce more gas, you know, crude oil and stuff than uh, it actually need. Um, but so all, all this time, I think the year and a half, two years or whatever, the the um, the Saudis asking people to cut, the um, U.S. never cut it. So overall, what happened is uh, Russia and Saudis um, cut their the outputs from the Middle East. American then basically continue to produce as much as they want or can, flooding the market. So, um, and then... Um, it basically tried to develop its own um oil production so that it doesn't need the um saudi or middle eastern oil because last time when they have the oil uh, problems back in the 80s or something um they they just don't want uh, to be reliant on uh another third third country for the oil requirement which is fair enough but now um um basically when saudi want to cut the output of the crude oil, try to uphold the price of crude oil up to certain level. American just uh, well, for some reason just it's not seems to be included in the equation, and all we always heard about is um, Russia is cutting, other uh, Middle Eastern countries are cutting, Saudi Arabia is cutting, blah blah blah. But American don't I mean the the news news media in America around the world don't seem to talk about much about U.S. is producing so much. Uh, uh, oil and then uh, all cut different combinations and just never seems to have cut. But also the fact that um, America tried to, I suppose, try to gain market share. And in this case, you know, a lot of this new um, uh, productions, places in America that come on stream borrow quite heavily and issue company bonds and the things. And um, they really need um, the price of oil around 40 50 marks or something and um, um, Russia I, I I believe they just got be fed up America never cut and then therefore of course um, when everybody else got American not cutting Americans getting more market share and Russia is not happy about it and I don't know what other things has been going on between Russia and Saudi Arabia obviously the the talk breaks down and then um, and then Saudi basically just say, Okay, fair enough. I just got if I fed up, you know, okay, F everybody I just gotta cut the price and flood the market if nobody wanna cut, um I flood. Now it's it's bear bear some questioning, you know. Saudi is for in very close relationship with America mm-hmm. and in America, uh it really wants um Saudi to be part of his allies so that they can get intelligence and um, you know get get a hold holding and a footing in the, um, in the Middle East, so our thought uh, all these cuts and things Saudi will have talked to Americans first and um, before actually you know, to go ahead or at least warn them so so I either this Saudi Arabia has been in the background is doing this with the full knowledge i mean u.s knowledge about this and then you know did what's uh what they did on um monday morning or saudi basically just said i don't even want to talk to uh, u.s on this i just do what i want basically it's just throwing throwing big tantrum because whenever saudi is cut so i think it's feeling similar thing Um russia whenever i cut u.s never cut and um you know what, what the heck why am i trying to hold the price up when because uh saudi needs the the quit of a certain price and then uh, other countries are not playing ball they just got a bit you know totally fed up or maybe just other things going on i have no idea but this basically sent a very bad signal to the market and people basically just say okay what the hell's going on here and then um this big price job i think it was like 40 something if I'm mistaken, uh not mistaken, or uh, high thirties or some some stuff. Let let me check the chart and uh sort of like see what's actually happening. I mean the the oil itself is like in about four forty something, that's right, and then suddenly just dropped down to the thirties. Um it's it's a lot, it dropped twenty percent. It's hell of a lot um for anybody in, in um for the market in general to, to take it. And this again causes another crisis another you know uh scare and um i think it probably jumps through some a lot of hoops a lot of stop loss on, on the on the crude oil and again so around the world a lot of people probably trade crude oil in general and probably trade it quite heavily and the price only gap it down and pass all the break circuit breakpoints or whatever stop losses out there and trigger a lot of I presume margin course, so it just basically cut um People have to force to sell, and I believe that's what causes this um, turmoil. Black Monday, I believe, is now called, um, not just 1987, whatever, it's now, you know, 2020, uh, Black Monday, yesterday, uh, 9th of March. 2020, and causes, you know, uh, effects around the world, terminal effects. So everywhere else is cut, uh, gone down 500 points plus, you know, America's worst gone like 2000 points down. And it's quite scary. And that is on top of what is already, you know, American, you know, have sort of got a big bad case of flu. And, um, you know, Dow Jones has been down for like seven, eight, um, or 10 days beforehand. And then this suddenly things, sudden crude oil dropped and just forced the market go down to even more extremes. I mean, I was looking at RSI and for my discussion system, I was hoping to, to trade it because RSI's of down Jones going down to like below 20, I think 18 or 15 or something. It's very, very oversold. And I was hoping to do a, um, basically see see if, um, I can see a rebound, but I only do that is in my uh, discretionary um, um, trade for, for my discretionary account and keep it small. And uh, I never sort of expected sudden big last job. So on my discretion account, I lose some money. And that taught me a lesson as well, of course, but my trend following system is fine because it's been you know, taking my signal, just like I, I do my weekly update and it's on sale anyways on, on, on short side. So the sudden drop make the money so on um i got i lose money in my discretionary account because it's sudden drop which I never expected uh, and um not much because i traded very small now but then uh, quite a bit massive gain on the on a trend following system because i was uh, fully loaded more or less i mean with the pyramiding up and so forth and um, it this event basically just reminds me how uh, i in, in um in my growing up days you know trading as a trader growing up days how I see you know some of these gaps up and gaps down how many times it hurt my account and I just want to share with you you know, what, what we should do uh, or what what I did to to um, basically overcome not really overcome but you know have a way of handle this type of black swan event, something that's totally out of the blue either maybe uh, some uh, um, financial reports from certain company that did something really bad um, then um, it's just something that the market didn't expect expected, and so last gap down, or maybe even the reverse last gap up when you uh, your your trading signal saying, um, um, saying go go uh, long or go short the other, the opposite direction that kind of stuff. So so overall, but on Pacific on Black Swan events, something that you never cater for, something out of the blue, and then like this, you know, like like what happened in Saudi Arabia, um it really hurt your um your ego hurt your bank account and also get you really scared like what should i do a lot of people myself included when i first started when i saw this kind of unexpected event i sort of freeze and i don't know what to do and remember what i said about um do an about turn on my on uh, some of my trades when um, the market in uh, around the world market especially do a sudden turn going down because of a sudden realize of the coronaviruses near my They were naturally landing in US and the US market suddenly just only take notice after it have happened two, three months already in Asia. That that kind of thing. So so for, for me basically to, to handle all this uh, unexpected black swan event I basically in general always do this number one is the trading size you know when i trade i expect it took me a long time to, to handle this i expect all my trade fail and i was expect myself at least i uh, comfortable losing that money but at the start i i really don't want to lose any money at all but over time i realize you know it's still about risk and management of your risk and volatility is just how, how we how we make money as a trend follower. Without volatility move up and down, you know, there's no trend, There's no trend, there's no, no way to make money as a trend follower. So I uh there's always chance that every trade I made, um uh I put on um will um make a loss uh, and sometimes could be bad uh, quite a big loss and I always ask myself can I actually take that big loss? And that's why when I start, I always start small. And then when the market continue move my way, then I pyramid up. And that's one one thing that sort of um, helped me a lot because a lot of times, um, if you have a, uh, a small or medium account and you keep your trading side too big, I mean, any sudden event can knock your sixes, let alone a Black Swan event, which can basically kill your account in hours or in minutes. Uh, so sometimes like when you go to bed, next morning you wake up, your margin call comes in, because I do spread betting, and your can, well, 90% of money gone, because the <laughs> margin call came in middle of the night when you're sleeping. It's uh, quite a disastrous feeling, that kind of thing. So, so to train myself, I always say, okay, keep the trading size small, and I'm willing to basically lose more. So... Well, this is why I risk a very small amount on, on my account so that if things do happen, which doesn't happen often when I always get, you know, get knock on sixes like a black swan event, but when it happens, at least I'm able to handle it. And when my trading system say, get out, I get out. And even though I was making money before and then the market got a mild turn and um, my signal, my trading system signal say, get out, then I get out. But then the next thing is, If my trading signal say go back in the market, but do the reverse instead of buy, go to sell, I do that as well. And um, this black swan event um, sometimes could work in your favor because when the black swan event comes in, the market go really scared and it will continue normally the price of certain market or whatever market is, it will continue to fall, fall a bit until people, you know, understand what's actually going on or calm down a bit and then um, um, what you call it? and and then things might you know do either sideways or slowly moving back upwards, but at least um, if you go in quickly, just as per your system, um, sometimes I should make money as well. So follow your rules is very important. So for me, it's basically small size. Follow your rules. If your rules say get out, get out. You say go reverse, then you just reverse your trade. The, but it takes a lot of time to learn this because especially the mental state. You are making money and then suddenly you're losing money and you were hoping, oh, you haven't touched your stop loss yet, and you're hoping the market will come back. But you know in deep down you say there's, there's a risk here that my my position will be cut. And then your system comes in and say get out. And then you were thinking, oh, now I want to hold on because I, I was in profit, let's say, a thousand pounds before. Now I'm down 100 quid or something. And you say, oh. Potentially, you know, always thinking about a thousand, 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 but your system say get out. So I, I basically got out and um, I always remember this, this rule, the first loss is usually just the best loss. It's the smallest and the easiest to take, but it takes some mental juggling and um, training to actually do that because a lot of time our brain just work against us and we just our ego, basically, especially for mine, I suppose. Our ego work against us, and we don't want to get out. We always hope and against hope that the market will come back. But a lot of time, the market doesn't want to come back. And um, you get trapped if you don't get out early, because the market can continue to go the opposite direction than what you were hoping it going. And then you keep on losing more and more money. Remember, trend following, one of the ways to make money is is effectively good risk management. Okay, that's very essential, very important. And um, um, this is basically what, what I say all the time. And also, you need to basically stick to your rules. You will say what to do next, just follow it. And um, I would suggest you go and uh, revisit podcast 42 about profit gap, because a lot of us, uh, for both good and bad trade, you know, profitable, not profitable trade, a lot of time we don't follow our system especially when uh, we're losing we, we have a trade that was making money and then it w- the market reverses and we got stopped out either i mean basically your system got stopped out um system said get out then you get out but you were still yes. thinking you know the the profit that you, you can potentially have and don't want to get out that's what i said before but um, the profit of your system you, which you have analyzed and test, back tested, you know, include all those ups and downs and gaps, hopefully, you know, because you take two or, two or five years data, you should be, you know, hand, see some of that in your data set. And to get what the actual, um, the profit that your system potentially can give you, you really need to follow each every signal. And it is difficult at times, especially black swan event. So um, it's very much of a human psychology um Mental state training and analysis that you need to go through to understand how it works. So, um, go back and just uh, listen to podcast forty two and also my Christmas special about Mark Duckness. Go listen to those two episodes. It's going to really help you. Um, the other thing is, um, um, what what do you call the um, also the market? Don't just most of the time don't just do about turn. Even Black Swan event, I mean, for example, for, for the crude oil in this case, which you know, Saudi Arabia suddenly cut something, but the oil price is already going down and uh, my short-term signals and also my long-term signal is already saying sell. And if you, I have followed through, uh, which I did, and uh, if you have also followed through, hopefully you did, then you will have make a lot of money. This sudden drop is in the correct direction is in the well it's in the sale side and then a sudden drop lower make you loads of money that's what i said at the start my trend following system i was making money but my discretionary because i see our side so low below 20 i was say okay that may be a time to catch a rebound i know it's not something you should do as a trend follower but i'm I still have this urge mentally to try, so I keep it in a separate account, do it very small, so it's damage anything, it just damage, uh, hurt very little in that separate account, which hardly have much money in it. It just basically keep keep my emotions in check, okay, because I could never ignore those, and I always have the urge to try to do something on that one, I basically, okay, to counter that, I always... I follow through my urge by using very small trade. So if it happens, if it works, fine, but if it doesn't work, it won't hurt me. It's just the one side, just me. So slowly over time, I just do less and less on that slow, like uh, RSI, I only try to catch a rebound when it's below 20. It works sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work, but I keep one side, just, that's just me. But if you have followed the trend falling away, you see the um, your signal. We have told you to go short on crude oil, and um, and this sudden move down, you gapped down, whatever Saudi have said wouldn't have hurt you. In fact, if you make you money, you will have wake up the next morning and say, wow, I make a lot of money. And uh, also uh, the side effect of this sudden last drop uh, from the crude oil obviously is causing um, um, a lot of stop loss kicks in, and then there's uh, margin margin and stuff forcing. Um, other com- um, people have to cut their losses and, um, are forced to cut, cut their position to cover the margin core and so forth so it causes uh, the index r- around the world to fall down even further and again if you have like I said, the last bit I talk about following your system your system might have said to you about turned and then if you did and follow it through you have also cut that as well so this is the uh, Double whammy for my profit. I, I wouldn't say that I was going to be first on a positive thing. So I c- able to catch the the crude oil price down, but also able to catch the uh, index price uh, going down because I did a bell turn. I was hurt before, remember what I said last in my last episode, when uh, I was alone, and then suddenly this um, sudden fear uh, hitting America. Um, I basically, all my indexes um, was, you know stopped out so to speak my system said get out and I was losing money but then the continuation of the jobs in uh, around the world and especially in U.S. has uh, basically helped me to recruit or cover all my losses and then some Then this is last gap on Monday we really make <laughs> the chicken come home to real so to speak you know make a lot more money obviously now you know it's bound we bound a little bit so we just had to wait and see but but I always believe this you know there's always some signal in the market actually tells you it's very much like uh, birds they know when the the weather has changed and therefore you know they need to go to warmer weather so to speak they always know and you watch out the sign you look at your chart and look at your system and um, look at the price what your system is actually tell you you follow through you have a good chance to uh, catch some of those trends beforehand and also the other thing is um, um, I would say watch a handful of shares. I mean, if you have not looked at crude oil as a tradable market, you might not have benefit from it. You feel the side effect, let's say you only trade indexes or some shares and got, you know, from basically move large down, move large, uh, large movement moving downwards. Um, but if you have, you know, uh, watch crude oil, you can basically, you know, catch the losses early on, you know, and then we've uh, basically catch the the trend going down early on, and they make quite a bit of money out of that. So this is nothing. Why you have I only watch a handful of shares. I used to use um, sharescope basically just to scan the market, all UK or US market. as you know, up to certain amount of uh, uh, capitalization, and then say okay. If it's, um, and then do some filtering, then if, if this comes out with some shares, I bought every share, but the problem is I only have limited money. Sometimes it comes out with a handful. I just couldn't spare myself and it only take the best. I basically the one that we did, um, the largest capitalization, I'd only take that one, that's as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned. But when I change, I only just look at a limited set, let's say my person, I'm looking at about 42 at the moment. And I just look at those one and I able to capture, um, um basically, watch out the signals and then the the charts of those of those shares as well, and indices and forex able to you know to be there to take advantage of it so sometimes you'll have a smaller set of shares concentrate on just those or smaller group or instruments to look at and don't just try to it, what, what I'm trying to say is don't don't try to be like a bee you know flying every uh, every flower to collect your nectar, basically just watch out let's say a handful of flowers and just go around those and then you, you, you're able to still make money out of it and you don't spread all your money all around the different, different flowers, so to speak, or different shares in this case. Okay. The other thing that really helped me is, um, I have said that already before, you know, you need to train your mind about taking losses. You need to be okay with taking losses. You know, there's no point out there, uh, you're out there trading and expecting every trade to be profitable. You know, even if you train yourself, train train your mind that you're okay with taking losses because you follow your system and your system say go, you go. And even you, you stop, your system say get out and you mm-hmm. lose money, fair enough. But sometimes when gaps happen, it may not get, if gaps may not in your favor and then you get hurt a lot more. You need to be okay to do that as well. Okay, learn to lose money. Because if you follow your system over long term, you should make money. But sometimes yes, you have, have some gaps on those, and you basically have to you know um, just just take it. This is just the price of doing business in in trading. It's nothing much you can do about it, which lead to my next bit, mm-hmm. which um, is a good trick from I learned from Robert Kiyosaki. One of his book has, talks about his military past when he um, joined. Uh, um, army and fly the helicopter. One of the things that he said in his book, I can't remember which one, but he actually said um, that um, when he was learning to fly a helicopter, part of the, his training was from his, by the instructor to learn how to crash, then crash landing safely. So the instructor will basically just make the thing, you know, don't don't fly or switch something off and things. And then Robert have to learn how to handle the the helicopter and try to land properly and he, and that is part of his training and he done that quite a few times but um it saved his life what happened was i think it's a book say so he got shot down about twice or something or three times something and was able to you know, crash land safely and everybody was hurt in in when the crash landed but nobody's died and he's still alive obviously writing his books. but i think that that's useful thing too to have. For us as traders, we need to imagine, prepare ourselves to, you know, take those losses. I know those large, unforeseen black swan event, those seem to happen, but those, this I mean, British have said a way to say, you know, the flood that happens only once, uh, 100 years, seems to happens a lot more often nowadays, and we need to learn, to have a system to take that into account. And so I think this, this trick is good. You know, imagine yourself, that you have you know um taking a trade and then the trades they do about turn and hurt you are you able to handle that mentally not just following the system but mentally and then next you think of what happened if there's a last a large gap that go against your position okay what should we do can you handle that and imagine that and then think of a way to handle it and not just uh, set up some system to do it, but actually mentally rehearse. This is what I'm going to do, this is how I'm going to uh, um, take next, and this is what will happen to my account. Okay, it's negative, but at least you think about it, mentally thinking it, it tricking your mind to think about it. Then next time when it actually happens in front of you, you more, uh, to me anyway, I find it easier to basically take my signal. My signal says get out, even though I could potentially win thousands, uh, but unfortunately the market do about turn I just have to get out, I just follow my system but it took me a long time It's something that I should learn and try to do that, okay? Uh, also uh, at the end, the last bit basically is this. Sometimes, uh, especially when you're at the start, it's difficult to handle that, you know, when you have to get out and lost quite a bit of money. So I would say on in that situation, especially at the start to, to learn how to handle losses, it's okay to stop. It's okay to take a break. The market will still be there tomorrow for you. If your mental state is very clouded and clear and not very happy, um get out. Just just leave trading for a week or two, even a month if you want to. The market will still be there. Yes, sometimes we miss some large movement, large trades, but you know the first thing first is not about missing a trade. The first thing is try to keep your losses small and you just got hit on the head by Buddha train so to speak. You really want to calm yourself down mentally as well as you know, we build you might have to rebuild your account. And you might most of the time I think it's more like your mental state, your egos get hurt, get bruised. You need to calm yourself down, go and do something else and come back and uh, how, how I did is basically I go back to my simulation, I check my account, check my simulation trade, and just see, you know, if just when I replay the situation that my system actually will do the same thing again, and um, it looks like it's the case, then next time what I do is I basically trade a lot much smaller. So this is why I always, you know, I use the pyramiding thing way very similar to what um, Jesse Livermore used, this propping proping trade the first trade is quite small normally uh basically a fifth of what i want to initially want uh, as a whole that i want to put down a particular market because i could never tell if uh my this trade i've just put on will be a winner or not i could have lost all all that trade at the at the start i don't know but I basically just add on a bit more, a bit more, if the trade's continue to go in my in my favor. And that is what I learned after I review my losses. So like Elon Musk, I think he famously say, you learn a lot more uh, from your failure than your success. I think not just Elon actually talk about Elon Musk. Other successful people also talk about it. So when you fail, when you got knocked out, knocked uh, the breath out of you and your account get destroyed, uh, never give up but as part of that grow to to go back to become more mature better trader you really do need to you know think of how you can handle losses because losses will happen it's very much like a nurse scared of seeing blood or a dentist scared of bad breath <laughs> it's part of the job It's you have to do it if you want to do trading learn to handle losses is very important, and also learn to handle unexpected events in this case. So I hope you found this uh, podcast useful, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.